Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Uh, now 2.36 in Ottawa. Bob Stauffer with you along with Brandon Escott. Just before we bring in John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, Rob from Drayton Valley says, Bob, did you go down to the rally on Sunday in Ottawa? It was to show that we're all sick of the shutdown, three shots and wearing masks and still no fans. Time to end this. That one comes to us from Rob in Drayton Valley. Well, not everybody feels that way. Bob, enough of living our lives comments. We all hate this crap. It's a virus. Slowly, but surely, things are getting better. But those constant comments don't help. JJ says, Bob, did you predict they'd score 7 and 97 wouldn't get a point? That's impressive from JJ. No. I said before the game against Vancouver in one of the Oilers' next four games, they were going to score seven goals. They were due to have an offensive breakout. And Cletus says, Bob, since you're in Ottawa, you should take the Oilers' team bus and go to the convoy. You look like a tough old beer-drinking trucker to me. Really? Okay. I know that there were some of you that were distressed at a video that was put out today. It was just the lighting that we had uh, in the Canadian Tire Center. At least that's what I'm going to go with, and we're going to stick with it. Without further ado, uh, a guy so handsome he doesn't even wear makeup when he goes on camera. We welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. It is John Shannon. John, how you doing? Bob, and for the record, double makeup. Double. Double? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I have to start early. Yeah, well, uh, no makeup today. Uh, camera shot uh, directly in front of me, not from on top, which, uh, you know, because as you know, when they shoot down, it, it takes that chin fat away or that double chin or triple chin for some of us. Uh, and the, the lighting was a little bit off, too, so we had a lot of guys having some fun at my expense, which is fun. John, part of the reason we got the and just to state the record, you did not come into Ottawa for the weekend, did you? Uh, I did not. Thank you for asking. I'm there for you, my man. You know that. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. Throw me under the bus one more time. That's good. Uh, part of the genesis <laughs> of the conversation point was it's Saturday night. We're on hockey night in Canada. It's Edmonton and Montreal, as you know. It is religion in Montreal. It's an for whatever comments, and I've made some of them about uh, Quebec politics and Bill Twenty One and that sort of thing. And they just do their own thing, and that, that they seem to get away with it, uh, right? That's kind of how business has been done there. I, I would say they know certainly. Uh, one thing we've seen historically about Quebec is they know how to battle for themselves. All that aside. I, I grew up a Canadians fan. I have a tremendous uh, appreciation for the, the history and the heritage of the Montreal Canadiens organization. There's a lot of things they do incredibly well. They got a great building. They got awesome fans. And John, there was no one there Saturday night. I know. And it sad. sucked. Sad. It so sad. sucked. The only thing I would tell you is, is that I think if you talk to Jeff Gorton and Kent Hughes, they might be happy nobody was there. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, uh, I know that there's some issues with injuries and, and a little bit of COVID still in uh, in Montreal, but uh, it's a sad state of affairs uh, with, with the franchise from an on-ice perspective. Uh, and they have their work cut out for them in Montreal. It's almost to the point where um, during the game, I, I got concerned that uh, Oiler fans and the and and the players um, might get a false sense of security because the, the first three games of the streak were impressive. The Nashville game, particularly for my money, uh, but but the seven to two drubbing was just that, and I'm not sure it was really an NHL lineup. Well, let's throw that out there right now on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. How many of you are jacked up and pumped? about what it appeared as though the Oilers could do by having McDavid Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins on separate lines. And how many of you, conversely, are cautiously optimistic because they did it against the Montreal Canadiens who had $50 million out of the lineup, uh, a third-string goaltender who was getting out of the way of point shots, that second goal that Hyman scored. I'm not quite sure what he was doing on that. Yeah. Uh, Rem Pitlick. Did the old Rick Boot and tooting into his own net on uh, Dreisaitl's goal? Uh, that said, I mean, and I thought, to be honest with you, John, the Oilers had a couple players in the third period that looked like they tuned out a bit. They just really yeah. weren't into it. Well, no, but that, again, again, that's why. Uh, I mean, it, it was um, by by the third period. I, I was concerned that nothing would be gained the rest of the night. Nothing would be gained for either team, quite, quite frankly. Um, and and I, if I'm going to go in, on the Ashley uh, Fine Floors uh, hotline, I am going to be cautiously optimistic. I think, and I mentioned this to Reed on Saturday in the pregame show. Tonight's a much better test. Uh, tonight is a, uh, a tonight. I know the record for Ottawa is not very good, but we saw what they did to Edmonton on that Saturday night uh, against the Oilers. Uh, this is a really good young hockey club. They seem to have solved their goaltending issues, uh, and they have. Gosh, how many how many bright young stars on this roster, and that doesn't include Drake Batherson, who won't be in for another six weeks. Or, or Josh Norris, who's out tonight. Norris right. got two power play goals against Edmonton, so that's two thirds of their top line won't be playing. Connor Brown, who's an effective second line player and a, a guy DJ Smith really loves, uh, he's not available. Uh, by my count, five of their top twelve, and I, you know, because Pinto was going to be on their team, 
we all knew that the start of the season he's he's not playing and they don't have Colin White who's going to be their third line center so they're light at center so that said I'm with you I think Ottawa Brady Kachuk's going to drag his team into this thing and, and, and we're going to have a better idea so just circling back I mean this can't continue. I mean, just today in Ontario, they opened up the uh, the restaurants finally, the fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. We are are we going to see by the end of the season that fans will have full fans back in Canadian buildings? What do you think? I think that uh, the timetable, as I understand it, is uh, February twenty first. They'll go to fifty percent, and on March the fourteenth, it'll be full. Okay. So I think, we're, I, I think I think they'll uh, I, I think we'll by the time you know the regular season doesn't end until the end of April, so there'll be an opportunity between uh, uh, the middle of March and the, the first of May to put people in the seats. By the way, John, uh, and we're going to endeavor to get Mark on the show. Mark Antoine Godin wrote a full piece on the Canadians under Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes building out a department of research and development which would tie into analytics mm. uh, which, which is interesting because as we know uh mark bergevin built a deep team in goal and a, and a big heavy tough team on defense and then a year later he doesn't have either of the two goaltenders and two of the four defensemen haven't played a game all season so could be interesting to watch how many other teams might look at contemplate? We're not just talking straight analytics. We're talking reinvigorating, maybe how you specifically because it's easier to get the information at the NHL level. How you would do uh, pro scouting? Would you use you know what analytics you use combined with what uh, uh, video? Work. I mean, do you scout yeah. less in person and use more video and use more analytics? And, of course, the biggest thing is you have to have a champion for the cause in the organization. So the fact that Canadians have put that out there, I, I found that piece to be interesting because, to be frank with you, I could totally, John, 100% see over the next year and a half, other organizations, some of which are based on Western Canada, firmly and well, we've already seen it in Vancouver, going yeah. down this path as well. I think this is inevitable where several organizations are going to go. Well, but but th- th- this is this is just the evolution uh, of the, the non um, eye test, right? Let's face it. Uh, and and if you look at the success of teams like Carolina, heavily involved in this type of thing because their owner, Tom Dundon, wants to be heavily involved. Bill Zito in Florida has put a similar plan in place. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would, I think every team somewhere dips their toe in the analytics and hockey development area. But what's happening now is, is that uh, as there's new voices in the, in the room, and I put Kent Hughes in that that room, they're they're going to expand those. They're going to expand those those categories and and re, reintegrate certain aspects. It's funny, you know. Gosh, twenty almost twenty years no less than sixteen years ago, the Buffalo Sabers and Darcy Regeer had a full analytics slash video scouting system in place. You know, and it was driven not by 
uh, what I would describe as progress. It was driven by an owner that said, why are we paying for scouting? Why don't we just do it on television and use video and, and do it that way? And the Sabres were way ahead, way ahead of the curve, and it seemed to take a step back once Darcy got removed from his job. But there have teams that have, have tried to do this better, and there are teams that are succeeding with it. You know, I mean, we, we, there are teams that have big departments uh, and are trying new things and new, new ideas. And you're right. I mean, I think the surprise to everybody, uh, that's, you know, the Vancouver Canucks and Jim Rutherford are trying to be on the cutting edge of that. I mentioned Carolina being on the cutting edge of that. I think there are a ton of teams out there trying to do more and more of this because they need an advantage. They need an advantage because the cap is not going anywhere, Bob, and you need right. to find advantages elsewhere. You got to win in the margins. Uh, Brian Lott was on last week. He mentioned, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina. Those are three teams that a lot of NHL teams get on road trips. And right now, it's ugly because they have found margins yes. to have more competitive players throughout their lineup, and depth is a big factor. And again, I, I what it's interesting what's going to likely take place in Montreal to me. John, the Canadians kind of resemble right now a bit where Colorado was at the end of the 16-17 season, except they don't have Nate McKinnon, with all due respect to, uh, to uh, Nick Suzuki. They do not have Nathan McKinnon. But that was a uh, death march home for Colorado that season. Yeah. And they had big challenges, and they were able to turn it quickly. Chris McFarland was one of the guys that played a factor in that, John. And they went to speed and skill, and they didn't spend the most in management. And they didn't, but they, they, you know, went some different routes. And I'm just wondering whether or not we're, this is going to be more of the modus operandi of the future. And I think it is, John. I, I, you're not wrong because, as I said, you know the, the game itself has become the great equalizer, and then now you have to find ways to to be different. Um, you, you know, it's 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 a real challenge, and and guys that have been in the organ in, in any organization, guys have been traditional hockey guys, have to be open-minded. You know, you, they don't have to like it, but they better be open-minded. You know, I talked to one scout once, and in, in, in not that long ago, and he, and he said, "So what's your job, Emory?" He says, "I'm one tenth of the operation." Because there are nine other people in nine other groups, including the medical side, the analytical side, um, the, 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 the motive, you know, the psychological side. Everybody's now trying to go deeper and deeper into what makes a player tick and whether he's a valuable member of the hockey club at some point. John Shannon joining us again. I think we'll continue to see some growth and development in this area. Um, and it won't just be Montreal doing this. All right, John. So give me your assessment. First game of Andrew Kane. What did you think? I thought he was fine. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, to, to get the goal, I'm sure, was a huge relief. I bet he was sore on Sunday, though. <laughs> you know, you don't... Uh, you don't not play a game in uh, what six weeks. He played a, a, his brief stint in the American League, and, and really, you don't play your first game in the National Hockey League since last May, uh, and not be sore. Uh, so it, it will be interesting. I, I actually, 
with the success that we saw on Saturday night with some of the guys, I'd rather see Hyman back up there with McDavid, and I, I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins would be a better combination for Evander Kane. I think I think Nugent Hopkins passing, and that's not I, we all know Connor's a great passer, uh, but I, I think that Nugent Hopkins Kane combination, maybe with casting on the other side, might be a uh, be an interesting line to see. But you know, Dave Tippett once he gets something, he's Dave, Dave gets to be a stubborn coot every once in a while, so I'm not sure what the lines are going to be tonight. You have a better idea than I do. They're the same. Um, yeah, so the lineup's the same, basically, so we're going to see. But I, I wouldn't mind, and I know there was some discussion internally about can there be some level of experimentation of where Kane plays. Um, so, But I, I, he did, certainly didn't embarrass himself. Uh, and, and the one thing I would say is, there's there's one message that hasn't been talked about enough, and the message is that from Kenny Holland to the players, not a cane, but to the players, and the player and the message from Kenny Holland to the players is we are going to do everything to help you win, everything, even if it means public opinion might be against us a bit, and that that's a really positive message for the players in that room to know that. Holland is trying to improve the club at all cost because there's a belief in that group. Well, there you have it. And, I mean, it's an interesting time, and all you need to do to look for public opinion is hop on social media, and people will give you their thoughts. (laughs) Hop on social media and then divide it in half. Come on, Bob. Come on. If we could just play more in the middle, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That would be... One day I sat with with Tim and Sid in the radio studio way back when when they were on TV and radio, and I turned to them and I said, "You guys, you want you want fifty percent white and fifty percent black. The reality is there's five percent white and five percent black, ninety percent ninety percent gray. You know, play in the gray." Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and uh, for either of those two ends, you you know, you're too gray in their mind. That's kind of how they think right now. All right, so the Oilers uh, a little bit Are more definitely. about my hair? No, uh, okay, I, I, good. I think yours is salt and pepper, isn't it? It's not really gray, is it? Well, that's what I'm going to. I'm going to call it salt and pepper for sure for a while. So. All right, weren't they a band? Was was the salt and pepper? weren't they big in like the early '90s or something? I, I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Well, and, and Dave Tippett was talking about, you know, moving around the salt shakers and putting together the line combos. Uh, so, so there there you have it. Uh, all right. So if if you know that uh, Ken's going to continuously work on the situation to improve the team, does the four-game winning streak ease the pressure a bit for him? No. No, uh, it doesn't because uh, you know as well as I do that, uh, you know, they have to keep winning. They have to keep digging themselves out of this hole. Um, and then the big question is, is um, how healthy can Mike Smith be? And, and you know, is he going to is he going to play in Washington? You know, I, I th- you know, if he could if he could play in Washington and play well in Washington, and I'm not saying that he's going to, but if he could play, I know he's practiced well this week. Um, but you know, they have to get Mike Smith back in playing order. Uh, to take a bit of pressure off Koskinen and Skinner, uh, and I think that that might be a little bit more of a, a, a relief of pressure for for Kenny. But until that happens, um, and uh, and they get get you know a few more wins under their belt, um, including tonight and in Washington on Wednesday, um, I, I think that there's going to be full pressure all the time. 
All right. You can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Epstein's mother says, Bob, for this new fancy-dancy department, do do the Oilers have an internal candidate that theoretically could run it uh, if they were to be a team that would go down that path? Yes, they do. I won't say who, but they do have an internal candidate that can run it. One that went to law school. Anyhow, I digress. Uh, that's uh, that's. <laughs> you're, did you like you're, you're in a good mood today, man. You're you're all you're rolling, aren't you? Uh, you know, part of the reason why I'm in a good mood is now this this you'll find this shocking. You know which hotel we're at out in Ottawa. I'm not going to yes, name sir. the name yep. of it because I never yep. do. Yep. They didn't have Rogers Sportsnet out here. They they never do. It's always a problem there. They didn't have it, so I couldn't get the damn soccer game yesterday, and that's where I wanted to go. Because by the way, Canada won. Canada won. No, no. And I so, John, it's January thirtieth, twenty twenty. Yeah. If I had told you, number one, Canada would be at the top of the Concacaf table. Number two, the Bengals would be going to the Super Bowl. Or number three, we'd all be wearing masks two years later. <laughs> Which would have stunned you the most? Uh, probably, actually, probably the Bengals. <laughs> probably the Bengals, but, you know, uh, that that uh, young Burrow guy, he's pretty good. I always like guys that have ties to the CFL, too, because his dad was in the CFL for a bit. Um, but, uh, boy, they were good. Their defense is great. Um, but but the country has uh, the country has been electrified, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of give credit to uh, a city of Edmonton who adopted the soccer team pretty well. Uh, and to me, that's uh, that was that's pretty impressive. It, it was a it was a fantastic a fantastic game again. And uh, now all I read about is that the American soccer team is in flux, and there's disorganization there, and that's usually our job in our country with our soccer club. So it's interesting to see. Well, we're on the precipice of having uh, for qualifying, and uh, there was a piece, and I, you know, I check out the BBC Sports section every day to check out European global soccer, and uh-huh. there's a piece that uh, Canada's quote unquote a sleeping giant. Well, that sleeping giant's got a lot of speed and pace, and uh, they got some skill and talent, especially offensively around. They got a chance. I mean, to think that they beat the Americans 2 nothing and they didn't have Alfonso Davies playing, uh, I was impressive to say the least. Well, and I tell you what, our keeper's pretty good. That Milan Borian is... Uh He's uh, he's he's been a really good solidifying influence uh, both on and off the pitch for this soccer club. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Hey, Bob, have a great day and enjoy the time in Eugene's house because Eugene wants to open the doors to anybody, but the government won't let him. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it is twelve fifty six in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. Come back with the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1258 Edmonton. Tell you the Kessel and Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris. You know, it's a great idea for Valentine's Day. Roos Chris Steakhouse. 
Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Again, Valentine's Day, Roos Chris. To the orders now, injury report brought to you by James H. Brown, injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We'll do a quick update for you. Mike Smith uh, took shots last couple days, closing in, out with a thumb challenge, and Tyson Berry has been on the ice the last couple days as well. Uh, not sure Barry plays in Washington, obviously not in the lineup tonight. Outside chance we might see Smith as early as Washington. Brendan, anything else you wanted to add? A Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin, he's out uh, the next two games with a concussion. Uh, no Drake Batherson, uh, Josh Norris, Connor Brown, Colin White, and Shane Pinto. All were slotted to be, uh, well, I mean, obviously Batherson's a was going to go to the All-Star game. Norris had 18 goals already this year. Brown was a very good top six forward for Ottawa last year. Uh, White and Pinto were in their mix there to be in their top 12 forwards as well. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Bruce Garriock, longtime post-media writer out of Ottawa. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.